This is another episode of 314 Punk. Thanks so much for tuning in. And this episode is with Don Bastard and Heather Gonzalez from Glamgoria. And um, we are talking about punk rock flea market uh, on this episode. And uh, I'm going to pull up the, <clears throat> the flyer here just so I know how uh, all the bands that are playing. So uh, this is on June 5th. And this is uh, going to be at 11 a.m. at Four Hands. And uh, the bands are Dan Vapid and the Cheats, Modern Angst, The Haddonfields, Who Goes There, Chandelier Swing, Inner City Witches, and Grave Neighbors. So I know Modern Angst, uh, Chandelier Swing, and Grave Neighbors have all been on the podcast before. So you're probably familiar with them. And if you haven't checked out the other bands, make sure to check them out. Um, that's on June 5th and 314 Punk is going to be there. We're going to have t-shirts. We've got some other stuff like sunglasses. Um, I'm going to have the Wes Hoffman and Friends merch there as well if you want to pick some of that stuff up. And we're going to be there just like hanging out and talking to people. We're going to uh, have a little mobile podcast set up as well. So uh, definitely be there. It's going to be a really good time. So a couple other shows that are coming up. Um, I wanted to mention... The Dialogue has a show on June 2nd at 2nd at uh, the Sinkhole, Subtropolis, Dialogue, and Holy Posers, and that is a 7.30 show. It's a $5 to $15 donation for entry, and 100% of the door goes to the Missouri Abortion Fund, so make sure to check that out. Uh, I have went to some really cool shows lately. Uh, Let's see. Who, who did I go see? Um, I went and saw uh, on Saturday night, I went and saw Candy Lion, Unknown and Sailing, and uh, a couple touring bands, Cliff Diver and Carpool from New York. Uh, that was really awesome. That was at the sinkhole. And if you didn't see this, uh, 31, 314 Punk is now, uh, we're putting on some shows. We're promoting some shows. And we had our first one on this, uh, at the sinkhole. We had a phenomenal turnout. So thanks so much to everybody who came out. I uh, really appreciated that. It was uh, Staley Avenue, uh, Uncommon Valley, Weed Tooth, and You Vandal. So appreciate it. Look for more from us soon and enjoy this episode with Don and Heather from Punk Rock Flea Market. All right. I am here with returning guest and and uh, the only other person who's co who has hosted an episode mm. Don Bastard, how you doing, brother? How's it going? Oh no, it's me again. <laughs> <laughs> and Heather Gonzalez. Oh, uh, okay. I was gonna say Heather Goria, but for <laughs> from Glam Goria as well. Yes, I'm. I'm a big fan of your your product lines. Thank you. Um, I I actually need to get more soap, hand soap. I can do that. Yeah. Um, I ran out, but I really liked. I had the Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Nice, soap, yeah. And yeah. I had uh, a Friday the Thirteenth bath bomb. Mm -hmm. yep. It was my first bath bomb that I ever, yep, <laughs> I ever used. And I was like, I, I'm a big, I am a big like bath person. I like to like yep. soak in the tub. It's awesome. Um, I think maybe because I'm a, if you're into astrology at all, like I'm a Pisces and we love water. water. And I love swimming and getting in the pool and any kind of water. Really, yeah. I like you know. If I haven't soaked in a tub, my tub for a while, I'll be like, it's time for like yeah. an hour, yeah. an hour yeah. long, yeah. like so put on some music, like 
Light. But the bath bomb enhanced the experience. Light some Thank candles. Thank you. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then throw Jason in the water. Right. A bleeding bath bomb. <laughs> that's where he was. <laughs> yep, exactly. You know, at the end of the movie, that's you know, true. when he jumps out. <laughs> yeah, that's the next one. That'll right. be the, the one that grabs you. Off the yeah, boat. yeah, yeah. The boat. Uh, in a little boat. It's in development. <laughs> yeah. Right you could do yeah. Jason's mother, yeah, too. Yeah, I'm working yeah. on it. Like, the he- just the head? Like, yeah. the decapitated head? Just her sure. crazy yeah. eyes. And that movie was insane, so... Uh, we're talking about Punk Rock Flea Market, yep. uh, which is coming up on June 5th, yep. and 314 Punk's going to be there. I've, I've ordered my tent. Um, you know, we're starting to do like more, uh, we just had our first 314 Punk show, yep. so I figured I might be doing more events like Punk Rock Flea Market, and um, I ordered like a big backdrop that has like a step and repeat pattern and on it, nice. and nice. we're going to have merch there and stuff. Me and my girlfriend are going to be slinging merch that day and probably a little bit of live podcasting i think if i can get my battery to hold up like yeah you know just for some little five to ten minute interviews that'll be great so uh really looking forward to it um tell me a little bit about how did punk rock flea market how, how did this idea how was this conceived uh yeah <laughs> i don't know if that's the right word yeah, yeah. no it <laughs> Well, first of all, uh, let me also say you're invited anytime you want to uh, the shows at the shop. You can set your tent up out back. Okay, and, hell yeah. Uh, we can promote that anytime. Yeah, that'd yeah. be awesome. Yeah, because it's always a good... Uh, the back patio shows are, are sick. Last night was Bobby Lee's. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, uh, we had a great time there on Record Store Day, too. Yeah, that was just stuff. like... It was like a mini music fest. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. try... Because, uh, I, yeah, I mean, like, all the Record Store Days that I was going to... Uh, you know, before I opened my shop, all the, they all seem to have like cool little music things going on. Uh, you know, mine's just a little heavier. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <clears throat> yeah, Punk Rock Flea Market, <clears throat> when I was still living out at, in the middle of nowhere, and I would come up here for events like uh, the Late Night Grindhouse or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, whatever, like I think Ballroom, you know, had for has for a while done their punk rock yard sale in the back. Yes, and stuff I remember like that. that. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> and then <clears throat> I would see on uh, big posts online and things like that of uh, uh, Trenton, New Jersey has a big giant one where they hold it in like a big, like long, kind of warehouse like. I, I don't even know what, like a hangar looking place, you know? Okay. And uh, I saw there were L.A. and, uh, you know, Mexico City and fucking uh, Chicago and shit like that. So I'm like, but none of this shit's ever in St. Louis. Like, there's never anything like these big to-dos, you know, they're always on the coast or, or Chicago, like I said. And um, I was just like, well, I don't know why we don't have one. There's plenty of shit here, bands and you know, cool people doing cool shit, you know, and, uh, the fringe, <laughs> you know, we're everywhere. So it's like, uh, why not do one here? You know, it's, uh, <clears throat> we've talked about this before with, you know, uh, St. Louis kind of being a Passover, you know, where mm-hmm. people just kind of don't think about it, but when they do, it's usually a good time because there's plenty of people waiting for shit to happen, you know? Sure. Uh, so anyway, that was, I just saw that. And I started talking to uh, Jason Rerun, actually, uh, of Rerun Records, um, early on about the idea. And he's like, I think you should do that. And, you know, at first we were going to work on it together. And then, it, for whatever reason, you know, he's busy a lot. So I ended up uh, finally doing it. It was years after that time I met him, 
like probably like three more years had passed of it just doing in my brain. And then finally, I just asked John over at San Lu if we could do it there. Uh, an old friend of mine and also was in Bastard Squad originally. Um, and he was like, yeah, let's do it. So, it, you know, South Side Dive Bar, Punk Bar. Sure. And we just put vendors going in and around and out in the back patio. And, I mean, Hell Encapsulated was there for the first time. Oh, The first cool. year that we did it. And how, uh, So how many years have you doing, been doing it now? So this will be the third time because we missed okay. two years for COVID. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought <clears> it was maybe this So it started year. in 2018. And, uh, you know, so that first year it was there. Uh, great turnout. Bands had a great time. Uh, I was just looking at the videos last night that I have of nice. uh, Sweatshop played uh, Maximum Effort. It was a great, you know, all day show and, and event or whatever. And then um, we did it at uh, 2019 was at Silver Ballroom. Uh, okay. Parking lot across. And then we kind of incorporated their, remember that. their backyard sale thing. So we did both of them on the same day. That's cool. Um, and that was really cool. And then uh, we were supposed to do year three was supposed to be in the Grove. That was going to be hosted with uh, uh, Atomic Cowboy Firecracker Pizza. Okay. Where they in in the street where they do uh, uh, RFT Fest or whatever. It was supposed to be like that little sure. side street. Yeah, I know exactly we what gonna, you're talking about. We were. It was going to be. You know, they were talking about all these. <clears throat> it's going to be a bigger event. We're going to try to get touring bands and stuff and kind of go bigger with tickets and stuff and then. COVID killed everything. I mean, I was like, have the meeting like right before the COVID shutdown. Uh, and as I had a meeting about money with everybody and then it was just like, <laughs> and yeah, then yeah. everything happened with everybody, you know, it just fell apart. And then it was like, well, now what do I do? You know? And, uh, and then I always work with forehands. So then it just one day dawned on me. I'm like, why don't I just do it with fucking forehands? Like, if they're going to sponsor it instead of having them sponsor it. Why don't we just do it on their property and, yeah. and just join up with them fully and just do it there. And know? that's a good spot. Yeah. Like, and they got a big open parking lot <clears throat> and like, it's, you know, I like where it's located yeah. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. We had went to a, a, a big outdoor event there, a market and you know, it's kind of just like, yeah, let's just do it here. You know, they'll have all the, they'll take care of it in their aspect of, you know, um, as sponsors. So they, cover a lot of stuff and, and make it happen for us um, which is cool and people are going to be there and drink their beer yeah I actually yeah. wanted to do it in Tower Grove Park until I started looking at how much it costs to rent <laughs> the, the area where they do the uh, the Tower Grove Market Farmer's Market Farmer's yeah. Market and uh, yeah it's it's really expensive like that's crazy to you know, were a couple grand and oh, I wow. was like okay. for that area where you can have bands and shit and then also I played shows in Tower Grove Park and they get shut down because mm -hmm. once somebody calls the cops come and they're like hey they're saying it's too loud and then you're you know yeah so I couldn't imagine spending two two grand three grand and then all of a sudden being shut down <laughs> like, for sure for sure like yeah. or just having the music shut down you're like well no this is the this is the whole point like yeah you know what I mean like the the vendors and all that stuff so that's rad because you know it's cool to like look around and stuff but like you know the focal point is it's you know it's a music event yeah you know? yeah absolutely absolutely right, for me you know that's the most important key element is that you know it's not just another market you know it's it's got music you know like yeah and uh you know bring the stuff that i like to uh, a bigger audience i guess you for know? sure um, yeah, and you know, people people might come for the market and hear the music, or yep. people come for the music and like hopefully 
buy something from Glam Gloria or 314 Punk, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or the bands. Uh, yeah, or the bands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, did you, so how did you guys link up? Are you like working as partners on this project? Mm, yeah, I'll let, your, I'll let you tell that story. Um, well, I just asked to be a sponsor. I just want to be the, the biggest sponsor. Uh, and yeah. then he told me how much Four Hands would invest. And I said, well, maybe I don't want to be the biggest. Maybe I'll just be the second biggest. I'll sure. take the second biggest. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So tell me a little bit about, like, how did your business, so you do, like, soaps and bath bombs, and but it's, like, horror-themed. Yes. Tell me a little bit about yeah. how, how long have you been doing this, and how, how did you get started? So uh, I had a soap company prior to Glam Gloria, um, but really Glam Gloria was just my my passion of what I enjoy making. I decided that I only wanted to make things that I like. Um, and so I learned how to make uh, very ornate hand-painted bath bombs and everything with a horror theme um, or a poppy 80s theme or you know, yeah. bright colors. And um, started, actually, I, I was just thinking about this today. Labor Day last year was when I made my first tiny knife out of soap to go into a scrub. Uh, based on Blade's knife from Puppet Master. So, uh, like, it started on Labor Day last year, and then it, it really took off. And then uh, Don asked me uh, if I would be interested in, in setting up shop at his shop. Um, so you can find my products there at the record space as well. Which is where I got my soap and bath bomb mm -hmm. as well. So. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was just talking to my girlfriend on Record Store Day. Uh, one of her friends came to see us play, and... Um, she got one of the David Bowie oh nice uh, bath bombs and um, I told her that I was that you were gonna be on the show tonight and she was like oh yeah well Andrea got one of those and she thought it was so cute that she like didn't want to use it in the, her bath so she just like put it on her yeah. mantle as a decoration <laughs> I hear that a lot I always say I can make I make tons of them I make so many of them please use it please use the bath bomb and they're beautiful you know when they hit they the water, are yeah. people don't realize that there's something inside of the bath bomb so yep. Um, all the color comes out when they get in the water. So you're yeah. really missing a show if you don't use your bath bombs. Yeah, it's no, it's really cool. And it, so do you have to paint every single one of those? Uh -huh. Wow, yeah. okay. Yeah. So a lot of work goes into. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's amazing. That's definitely. And trial and error because I'm not an artist. It's all learned um, slowly. Sure. sure. <laughs> so, so trial and error, yeah. yeah it takes a lot. Yeah, time. yeah, you got to figure out. And then, well, but I would think once you get one down, like once you get the that's Friday it. 13th thing down, it's like, okay, I've done this a million you know, times. You know, I say. And, Bath bombs are like children. The first one's always a little bit weird, uh, and those after they like they get a little. Oh, I definitely. Bit. I'm the middle kid, and I was. De I'm definitely the weirdest. <laughs> <laughs> it checks out. I'm. I'm the old. I'm the first one too. Yeah, it checks out. What about you, Don? You got any siblings? Yeah, I'm the oldest. Okay. It checks out. <laughs> that first one. I actually. A little weird. I actually am. Uh, by definition, a bastard. So <laughs> <laughs> that's true too. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. But I, was gonna, there. I was just going to say with the uh, bringing Glamgory into the shop, it was just I like to support you know cool local sure. people doing cool sure. shit here. You know, and. Uh, you know, with that, she didn't have a shop. She was set up at Sincerely the Craft, which is in oh, Illinois, yeah. right? Or was in Illinois. Yeah, um, they're moving to Midtown uh, in the next month. Yeah. But, I, you know, I'm like, this should be in a shop. And I have <clears throat> built that horror room over COVID break in the back of yeah. the shop. Yeah. And I was like, you know, this is a great spot for it, you know. Um, 
so yeah, it was just adding another cool thing onto the shop that, and supporting another local, you know. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's one of those things that I think like you know when I went into the shop a few weeks ago and I bought my bath bomb, like I wasn't looking to buy that <laughs> necessarily, but it's like oh you walk in and you're like this stuff is cool, it's right in front of me, I might as well pick this up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. whereas, whereas, like, if, if you're just online, I might see sure. it on, I might see somebody post about it on Instagram, but I might not take the extra steps to, like, buy something online, but right. in a store, it's right there, it's like, oh, well, I'm picking up a bunch of stuff, like, give me this too, you know there what I mean? Go. Like, yeah, just kind of that, like, impulse buy type. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the human believe... equivalent of a like on Instagram yeah, when yeah. you purchase a Jason Bath on. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I uh, I believe you were in the shop buying your own album. <laughs> I was. I was. You know, man, I never, like, I, I talked to you about this before. Yeah. Like, I've never had a physical, uh, we always just, like, we had recordings, but we would just burn CDs. Yep. And, we, you know, we'd maybe, I think maybe one time we paid, like, a CD duplication place. And we we were young and didn't have enough money to, like, even get, we just wrote on a Sharpie marker the yeah. name of our band and the name of the tracks on each one. Mm-hmm. And we sold them for just, like, a couple of bucks. But with, like, you know, having, uh, you know, now I'm older and, like, I have a little bit of, I have more resources to, like, get something properly designed that I'm, like, proud of that can sit on a shelf, right. you know. And I've never bought my own, I mm-hmm. own thing from an, a store. And I yeah. was like, oh, this is just kind of. Yeah cool to check it out and yep. you know um and i i listen to it on cassette too like, yeah your tape is really cool <laughs> it's, it's really cool it, it's cool to hear something like you know of course i've i've you listen to stuff on digital but it's cool to hear like the hiss and like hear it mm-hmm. kind of like anticipate a little bit okay i'm hearing the hiss of this like when's mm-hmm. the music gonna come in and like to hear it kind of like you know then it it song fades out the next one comes in and like just the kind of the even just picking it up and touching it and feeling it, it right. brings a mm-hmm. different aspect to music and, and, yeah. and creativity of mm-hmm. like, okay, even though that the, the EP has been out digitally for a while, like this is the physical piece. This is like as mm-hmm. far as you can go with like a physical piece of media as music. Like right. it makes it that much more real. Right, yeah, it's the difference between looking at the Mona Lisa in a museum and looking at it on your phone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely, absolutely. And also analog, the, the, I love preferably tapes and uh, album, uh, vinyl. Um, and we, I do CDs too, but like I prefer to do tapes and vinyl. Uh, both are analog medium uh, or media, and uh, they they're alive. That's the yeah, thing about yeah. every one of them is going to be different. There, you never know what weird thing it's going to have, or you know, uh, it's it's just it's. It, it's bound by whatever has touched it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you never yeah. know, right? It, it's just, they are alive. I try to explain that to customers all the time with records, especially when they're buying stuff from 50 years ago, uh, that it's had a life <laughs> since the sure. 50 years that it's been in it's circulation. You. <laughs> and, yeah. And it's like, uh, you know, like, oh, this has pops and crackles. And you're like, well, yeah, because, and, and that doesn't necessarily mean it has anything to even do with how it's handled. It could have been the pressing itself, yeah. you know, and that's still to this day. I mean, that's the truth. You know, you could get a pressing, and uh, yeah, it just sounds crackly or has a has a defect in it somewhere that's on every copy or sure whatever because it's alive because things can happen to it. It's not digital. It's not, and even then, I mean, you can still have problems with that stuff. But 
obviously you can fix that easier. <laughs> you can't sure da- throw away uh, you know three hundred albums and then be oh well, well let's refire that because that's going to cost a lot of money. <laughs> uh, so you know they they are what they are. But I I love analog. I just you know and, and yeah. the tactile holding the thing and. You know, being Absolutely. able to look at it and explore it and see the secrets that could be, you know, from the dead, the etchings in the dead wax or the liner notes might have something yeah. or the lyrics might, you know. Absolutely. I mean, even even <clears throat> since then, since we put out our tape, like this year over the last few months, like I've, as some of my favorite bands or, or local bands, you know, like have put out tapes, I've purchased those. If mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, I want a direct measure. You know, yep. like I, I bought their vinyl at their show at your shop. And like um, a Wilhelm Scream, like they put out mm-hmm. a new album and, and they've been one of my favorite bands for a long time. So I bought their tape. And like, even though I'm, it's not my first, like, you know, I don't necessarily have time to sit down and listen to a tape all, all yep, the way yep. through. Mm-hmm. It still is nice to like, okay, I'm sitting, I feel like I'm supporting the band a little bit more. I feel like I'm sitting down and looking at, Pulling out the liner mm-hmm. notes a little bit and like just looking at the packaging, like that all is a part of it of the creativity of being a musician yep. to me mm-hmm. as well as like creating the actual product and the design and like even something as simple as like you know I don't know Pete you put a lot of energy into this too for like your shop is like just the just putting out something like a flyer or some artwork for mm-hmm. a release or an event mm-hmm. is like it doesn't even have to I don't even have to be playing the show right. you know that's mm-hmm. just a part right. of like the creative. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Part for me. I got a frog in my throat. <coughs> <coughs> Somebody tell a story. <laughs> uh, yeah, I forgot what. How I was, was your air for breakfast this morning? Right, right, yeah. Light. I forgot where we were going with that. I, I had something in my head. Of, uh, I was going to talk about um. Physical media. Yeah. Analog. The frog, the, the frog's out of my throat now. <laughs> yeah. It had to do with where you were going with it. Yeah, just the supporting mm-hmm. of the bands, like buying other. Yeah. Oh stuff right, no. And, what I was gonna know. say is, uh, with also with physical media, um, somebody might just like you said, you don't always have the time, but when you do have the time, it makes it a more intimate experience versus you sure. just tossing mm-hmm. it on your phone while you're sure. going for a jog or walking around or doing something like c- cooking. And you might sit there and pay a little bit more attention to what's going on on the record or the table, you know, and, and while you're looking at it and taking it all in and the sounds and the art and, the, you know, every little thing rather than the black screen with just music playing. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know? Sure. It's definitely more of an experience for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and uh, yeah, and with your phone, you can be so apt to like, oh, I'm not really into this song. I'll listen to something else. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll switch it over. Yep. Um, well, and also I'm I'm a an album person, so the single isn't you know doesn't it's not what does it for me. Sure. It's the thing that gets you to the album. It might be the thing that goes, oh man, that that was cool. But what's beyond that? And then you get to the album, and then it, it's every song back to back, and then your brain gets trained on what's next. Absolutely. And then, mm-hmm. Like that's why when I, I first started listening to everything on you know a streaming service or whatever. And you hear a song come up at random, and then your brain is going, "Well, no, where's the next song?" And I'll go back and I'll open <laughs> yeah. the album up and go, "Okay, I gotta settle this and go back to that mm-hmm. next song because, you know, I, in my head, it's a, it's the complete thought. It's the mm-hmm. the full album. It's not about the one single song that they plucked out of it. You know, for sure, <clears throat> for sure. And and I I even feel like um, I had several friends that like when I started releasing music again, like um, 
at the beginning of, of 2021, I started releasing singles off my EP. I had a few friends that were like, hey, I've been holding off on listening to your stuff because I wanted to hear, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear just one song. I want to hear like a whole cohesive piece, which at first I was a little bit like, oh, well, you could have listened to one <laughs> song first and yeah, yeah. listen to the whole thing. But I, I get it. Everybody's different yeah. in how they like, like how they want to experience music. And, and you know, I like <clears throat> now having a whole EP out, listening to how the, all five of those songs fit together mm-hmm. and how there's different moments and all the songs are like, have kind of the similar sound, but a different, you know, there's some of the songs are slower, some are faster. So, and then, you know, I like having little trademark stuff. If you listen to my stuff, you can probably pick up like, these are my favorite kind of riffs to play or like, right. you know, um, that that kind of stuff I think is really interesting. And it's kind of like, one, a lot of times one song doesn't do a band justice no. either right. or an album justice. Right. Like there can be one song that the band really likes that they put out as a single that everybody's like, that you might be like, oh, I don't know about that. Right. And then you listen to the whole album, and the rest of the album's great. You know, you really right. like every song off of it. And then you, and then eventually you're into the thing you didn't like. Also, sometimes Absolutely. albums just need more than one listen. Honestly, I, I don't judge an album unless I listen to it at least three to four times all the way through, and then I make a judgment, you know. I don't just cut it off, you know. Like when bands release new records, a lot of times fans will just shit on it immediately. Yeah. And, uh, this isn't like what I like. And you're like, well, yeah, because the band is evolving into yeah. other things, and they have lots of likes, so like they might incorporate more of those or get into different things or whatever it is. And I, I would tend to, you know, uh, rather figure out what that is, you know, and then to dismiss, yeah. especially if you like the band enough. We may have talked about this before, but you know, just giving it that time it deserves, yeah. if you really care, you know, for sure, like, just give it a few times and if, try to see where they're where they're coming from, you know. Well, it's just, you know, perspective, too, sometimes. Where you Absolutely. go, oh, shit, they're trying to go down this path. And, uh, oh, I see what they're doing, you know, yeah. whatever it is, you know. A, a lot of times <clears throat> I, I'll, I'll listen to an album and I'll kind of be like, uh, I'm not really, it's like, it's good, but it's not really hitting me, like, where I'm, like, super, super pumped about it. And then I'll, I'll, I'll shelve it and I won't listen to it for a minute. Yep. And then I'll be out at, like, a show or something and somebody will be like, oh, have you heard the new, this album? I'm like, yeah, I listened to it one time, but, like, you know, maybe I should go back, give another chance. Yep. And mm-hmm. then you do, and you're kind of, and then also like albums that I wrote off when I was younger. Yeah. I go back and listen to them now, and I'm like, I should not have, heard. my tastes <laughs> yeah. have changed. Oh, yeah, like, for so sure. I'm like, oh man, I would have, I, if I would have given this more time in like 2002 when I was a young buck, like, <laughs> right. you know, right. this would have, I would have like really liked this a lot better, but I didn't give it a chance. But mm-hmm. that's, uh, you know, but it, some things just need a time and place, you know? And you might not, you just weren't at that point yet, you know? So yeah. you were into what you were into, and it didn't resonate, but, you know, it, it, it may one day, you never know. Sure. You sure. know, I, everyone does that, I think, where you're like, oh, shit. And that doesn't necessarily mean you would have ever liked it when you were 15 years younger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. You could have listened to it until your ears fell off, and you're like, it still fucking sucks. I don't like this. <laughs> Then fucking fifteen years of living, and you're like, oh, I get what he's talking about now. Yeah, oh, now well, I've been now through that, some shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, now that I've been through war, hell and war, I, I get it. <laughs> so, tell me a little bit about like what what are some of your guys? Uh, what are some of the things that you're looking forward to most about punk rock flea market? Oh, just a full day of music. Yeah, you know, being at an event, being at a vendor event, and. Uh, 
you know, shopping, being around other people, but having that music going all day uh, in the background is huge. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think the vibe will be great. I was going to say, like, the vibe. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just looking forward to, I know there's going to be a lot of people there that I know probably coming through. Like, yeah. you know, people from the punk rock scene. Like, I'm just kind of looking forward to, like, a community yeah. Like, yeah. vibe, you know. Sure. Kinda, like how Record Store Day was. I saw so many people mm-hmm. that I knew. Wow, and, yeah. You know, so many cool bands. And it was just, like, a fun... I wanted it like I had to go do some other stuff, but I wanted to hang out all day. Like right. you know, it was great. <laughs> like, yeah, it was great. Yeah, well, hopefully you get to hang out all day at Punk Rock Flea Market. I will. I will <laughs> be there. I will be there all day. <laughs> the, uh, um, and then I'm gonna go home and go to bed at six thirty. Yeah. <laughs> nope. There's an after party, and, and there's three secret bands. One we'll, of we'll see. One, we have you down for that. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. One of whom, which uh, members may be in this room right now. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Well, You'll it's not me. Don't look at me. Are you in a band? <laughs> no, yeah, we're having an after party at Platypus that starts at 8 o'clock. There's three more bands. Okay. Yeah, there's always got to be more. None like, announced yet? More. No, they're not going to be announced. Okay. <laughs> you oh, gotta, you have to go. Or, you have to go. Yeah, or maybe yeah. follow their socials, you know, and see what's up. Okay. Maybe there'll be a, a, a something soon. But, you know, honestly, uh, I think that for me it's just there's going to be new faces, you know, and people who might not necessarily know about anything that we do, you know. Sure. We've had the conversation, I think, before about the, uh, you know, how there'll be like the uh, the 60 years of music, St. Louis music, and, and there's like a whole chunk of stuff missing mm-hmm. that they, you know, it's not on the radar. I mean, no fault to them, but they're not looking at hardcore punk metal, alternative goth, whatever, and going, oh, yeah, let's dive into that area, even though there's, Hundreds of bands mm-hmm. <laughs> in those categories, sure, sitting there going, Oh, why aren't yeah, nobody got asked? Like, um, you know, these the, the people who may not know about what, what all of us do, uh, will now see some of it, a glimpse of it, you know. And uh, so yeah, new people uh, that may come to the next stuff or may get turned on to something, you never know, yeah. Um, and that's you know, that's I think the coolest. And it's uh, free thing. to attend, right? Yeah, it's free okay. to attend and uh, low barrier of entry. Yeah, yeah, and so no barrier of entry. <laughs> Just right. show it's up. on a Sunday. It's you know going to be a nice weekend, and uh, yeah, I mean you know come for whatever, and you know you might find your new favorite vendor or your new favorite band, or you know eat your new favorite taco. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we got Terra Tacos coming this year. So okay. That's oh, really I exciting. love Terra Tacos. Yeah. Yeah, they're freaking awesome. Um, no man, I think I think you know even even with shows, and this is just my opinion, and and this is just kind of how I am. Like, um, you know, we did our first three one four punk show mm-hmm. on Thursday, and I love just like being at a show. If there's a if there's a decent amount of people there, I'm the type of person like I'm friendly. I like when everybody's standing outside of the sinkhole between bands, like. I'll walk up to people and be like, hey, so thanks for coming. What band did you, like, want to see tonight? And, like, start conversations with people. And, like, mm-hmm. I would really like to see more of that kind of, like, I've always loved, I grew up in a small town. So, like, I, I feel like when I started going to shows here in the city, it was like, oh, I found my people. Like, I want to sure. get to know more people. Like, we all have something in common. We're all here to see we all obviously like the same music. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, right. there might be somebody there that's like, oh, it was just, a friend told me to come here, but like, <laughs> I really would like to see more of that. Like, just come, just come out to a show. Yeah. Like, you know, you, like even now you can, you can check out all the bands, you know, 
I would think most of the bands nowadays have something on Bandcamp or mm-hmm. Spotify or some form a video on YouTube or something right. where you can kind of get a, a vibe of their sound. Yeah. But like, you know, come for the music for sure. But like also, you know, I would like to see more of that like community. Happen. Yeah. If like, hey, you know, who are you? Like, yeah. what are you up to? Like, yeah. you know. We even had... Uh, How can I help you? <laughs> right. Come out and find yeah. your new favorite band. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I, we had, um, during the uh, you know COVID uh, long <laughs> pause on everything... Wait a we, second. There was... What yeah, was yeah. COVID? <laughs> we, had, we, had, we had a couple shows at Red Flag. You know, we felt like it's a giant venue. We very cut uh, percentage-wise. So uh, we were like, yeah, this could be cool. Like, you know, keep it calm. Make sure everybody's doing the right thing, sure. the mask and everything. And um, But we had a show, uh, I think it was our second show during that time, and um, uh, we had this party showed up, and um, <clears throat> I ended up talking to the guy, by coincidence, a toy show, a toy shop that I go into, he works there. Uh, <laughs> and he's, we're t- I'm talking to the owner of the toy shop, and he's like, wait a minute, are you in uh, Bastard Squad? And I'm like, yeah, and he's like, so we, uh, we had limited options during COVID and um, they were looking for something to do to celebrate his birthday. It, it was the, his birthday. So I was like, that's really fucking weird. But uh, the story he said was that he looked at all the shows that were happening and events locally and then went through Spotify or whatever and listened to all the different bands. And he was like, you guys were the best one out of all the bands that were playing that night. So we decided to just go to Red Flag. <laughs> was like, See, that's freaking, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And he was that's like, awesome. it was a great time. And we remember when they played, or they came down afterwards, and they were like buying CDs and shirts, and they were like, mm-hmm. you guys were amazing and shit. We know none of them knew who we were. It's like the whole party, like twelve people, <laughs> were all like, fucking, oh, you guys were amazing. And yeah, it's all all because they just wanted to find something to do. Yeah, and they yeah. checked out the bands and went, well, that's the one, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the least sucky one. Absolutely. <laughs> Dude, there was there was a guy at the show. Um, I, I love hearing stories about how people end up at, at shows. And there was a guy that at, was at the three one four punk show on Thursday nice. night, and he was like he was like forty five, and he's like, yeah, I was into this stuff when I was younger, and like I've been looking, you know, I live out in Chesterfield now, and there's nothing punk rock happening mm-hmm. out there, and and you know, I I just was looking at Facebook events on stuff to do, and he mm-hmm. was like. I had he said he had a great time and he like come back for more nice. events like so people are looking yep. whether you realize it or not you know and I know that you and I are both big promoters of of St. Louis punk in general and like mm-hmm. with things that are happening but like you know and you're always trying you always feel like you're trying to get people's attention like mm-hmm. hey listen come to the show yeah. come to the show like I feel like usually when I have a show like by the time the show rolls around like I'm so sick of talking about it because I've per- like talked to so many mm-hmm. people about it. I feel like people are sick of hearing it from mm-hmm. me because I'm Trust sick me, of yeah. saying it myself. But I also understand that that's what it takes to yeah. get people there is to like literally ride that fine line of like persistence and annoyance when it comes to like <laughs> trying to get people to show up. Such like, a fine line. It is. Such it is. And it's, it's like, but I feel like you really have to do that in order to get people to like hear it enough times because yeah, because yeah. people don't always like pay attention to social media like you have to use different right. ways of getting in touch with people but um also to your point i, I was going to say this earlier is that the touring band like that came through is we talked a little bit about st louis 
not being of being a place that a lot of bands especially will like write off yeah. as like mm-hmm. we don't want to come through here because we came through here once and nobody was at the show and it wasn't well promoted yeah. and well attended and and it seemed like no one cared and um you know the band that came through the uh, for the the show last thursday night was like they were really happy we had a great turnout and they want to come back now and that made me feel really good but i like i also feel like i would like to flip that on its head and like my i would say I don't want to say this is like I'm just doing 314 punk because I am passionate about like right. like punk music in general and this city but I would also like to see us be a destination for mm-hmm. punk music mm-hmm. like Absolutely. on a national level it would be really cool to be like hey St. Louis is known for like having really good punk bands and like mm-hmm. any night of the week you can find a good yep. punk show and, yeah. and like you know wouldn't that be a cool isn't that yes. like just a cool idea like a right. cool thing and I think we I, I feel like we have the foundation or we're yeah, working on a foundation of that. We have the bands, we have the venues. Like yeah. we just need people to support it and come out. And I get it. You can't go to every show. I can't go to every show. Like, yeah. You know, I don't want to go to every show. Like I, I'll burn myself out and then I'll not want to go for like months. You know. Mm-hmm. But go when you can. Yeah. <laughs> well, and there's also like, uh, some sometimes it's just the bands can't get. Uh, foothold in St. Louis, oddly enough. Bobby Lee said they've been trying to play here for years, and for whatever weird reason, they just could not connect with anybody for to sure. get something yeah. put together. And I'm thinking, well, that's weird, because, like, Sinkhole, I feel like you could just call them, and Matt would hook you up. Like, he does I don't know. Like, I thought that was odd, and I met them in South by Southwest, and I invited them, and when I said St. Louis, it was like their eyes lit up, and they're like, oh, shit, really? Yeah. Like... Oh, we're gonna get finally get to get our foot in the door there, and uh, uh, they had actually. I found out recently that they had uh, they were supposed to play with Helmet last year. They were oh, wow. uh, Helmet reached out and wanted them to open their tour, and the tour got you know it just didn't work out because of COVID stuff or whatever. Sure. So like they uh, again they were like, damn missed again, and uh, so when I asked them, they were like, oh yeah, we're playing at um, they're playing punk rock night at. Uh, Melody Inn sure. in Indianapolis the night before and they're like and then we don't have anything the next day and then we're going to this you know on Monday and I'm like well fucking we'll just do it then like Perfect. there you go and like just made it as easy as possible for yeah. them, you know like yeah. instead of it being having to be a hassle they told me what they wanted I gave it to them I made sure there was food and drink and made sure everything was taken care of because I know they're going to bounce immediately and you know yeah. um, you know a lot of times bands on the road aren't taking care of themselves or eating properly or making sure that sure. they're, you know, because it's money. It's like, where's that coming from? Taco you know? Bell and Subway are good yeah. options when you're trying to, like, when you're paying for every meal, yeah. you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not healthy, but, which, like. Yeah, we had we actually had food from uh, Cantina Laredo, who's nice. also going to be a punk rock flea yeah. market. Shout out Damon Workman, exactly. Bipolar Records. He took care of the bands last night. Yeah, great uh, guy. We even had uh, San Lu for the first time, John from San Lu, came out and uh, hooked up a sound system so that oh, we nice. had better sound. Okay. Um, because, like, my, my system's okay, but, like, he's got a professional sound system that he was using in San Lu, but now that San Lu's kind of cut out shows, uh, it's just sitting there, and, uh, you know, he's doing the punk rock flea market time, but we kind of did, like, a test run at this show, and, I mean, it sounded fucking great, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, it's it's like, yeah, just people coming together. Again, It's that's all it really ends yeah. up being is all these people, all these things you know have to come together sure well and i a similar like the band uh you vandal that came through they, mm-hmm. they had a similar story they were like we we you know they played st louis one time 
But they also said, like, we didn't know anybody here. So we didn't, like, and you never know, with Sinkhole, they might have been booked that night. Yeah, or, you know, when Bobby Lee's yeah. came through. Like, um, it, but they were like, we, sometimes when you're, when you're a band, like, trying to play in other cities, you need to find that, that handful of people that are like, no problem, I got it. Like, mm-hmm. I'll take care of it. Like, I'll right. get you a show. And like, you know, um. I feel like people like you and I are, are, are that way, you know, where it's like, right. hey, I want you to come through, like, okay, let's let's make this happen. And the guy, one of the guys from U Vandal was saying that is like, you know, we know people in other cities or like um, in other regions that like, you know, there's a band in the Midwest. Um, the, the Our last, um, like when we went on our little like weekend run, the band from Wichita booked all those shows and just asked us if we wanted to join. And nice. so it's like you, finding people like that that are that mm-hmm. are tapped in and connected. I think is important. Yep. Um, you know, not only in St. Louis but in other cities where you're looking to go, there's probably a handful of people that are like movers and shakers that are like, because I know I also am a big believer in karma. Yeah. When I want to go to Gainesville, Florida, or Chicago, or wherever else, like. I want to be able to like find that person that's like mm. me in St. Louis. That's like, yeah, no problem. You guys are set. Or, mm. or I want to find the Don who owns a record store. That's like, you got it. Play at my show. I'll find you some good bands to play with. We'll take care of you and like on your way. You know, mm-hmm. um, I would want people like for me. It does come down to like I would want people to. I I am that way to to other people because I want that same. Right connection for my I would want someone mm-hmm. to do the same for me right yeah. and I, I don't think this it necessarily always has to be so complicated as much as like maybe sometimes promoters or venues make it out to be you know where and I get they're busy like don't I, they got way sure. more things going on than say I do right um, so I can kind of hyper focus on shows a little bit more and try to put the word out and we can all promote together and do our thing you know um, but I think just as much as like carrying a record in your shop you have to know what it is because <clears throat> not everybody's going to know what it is or why they should care about it. Um, <clears throat> so <clears throat> just putting on a bunch of shows and then, you know, not being able to back it up or, you know, for people to think like, ideally you want them to go, well, this place knows what's up. So mm-hmm. like going to see a show there, I know kind of what I'm getting into or like, sure, I'll have a good sure. time yeah. at least, you know, at the very minimum, even if all the music's not what I want. And Bobby Lee's, I heard it multiple times from people last night. They were, I was asking what they thought of the band or whatever, and some people were just like, it's not my thing. I was here for Fightback Mountain or uh, The Fine Lines. Uh, but I saw, you know, one guy asked, he's like, yeah, I saw a lot of people smiling, so clearly everybody's having a good time. I'm just having a good time. Yeah. Like, I yeah. wasn't into what Bobby Lee's were doing, but I'm here and it's I'm having fun, you know? I don't like every band that, right. I, that I see live. Right. I, I, like, I'll always respect what they do. I'll mm-hmm. never talk shit and be like, oh, these guys <laughs> oh, yeah, suck. You, you know? can't. Like, just, yeah, you know, but but I don't enjoy every band. But, like, like I'm not even a, a super big, like, hardcore metal fan. But, like, mm-hmm. I love going to see Direct Measure. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I love going to those types of shows. Like, almost more for, like, I know that if I go to a show that Direct Measure is playing, like, I'm going to see people that I know. I'm going to see friends and, like, I'm going to have a good time. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Even if I'm not yeah. even that into the music that and, much. And you like, might be surprised <laughs> and, and get a band like that show, that Direct Measure show, and, and see Squint, who yeah, doesn't really, they're not like, you know, they're. I guess I would say they're more like post-hardcore, you know? Sure. And they were, they were, to me, more of the 
kind of on the alternative end of hardcore versus yeah. trying to be like metally hardcore. More of a you know. kind of like a quicksand, or yeah, like exactly. A, you like, know, like '90s type kind of that alternative. I even, uh, you know, as weird as this may sound, I even when I was listening to it, I was like, it sounds like the early Foo Fighters stuff. Like, oh, word! Uh, and, and I've listened to the EP a bunch, and I'm just it, it's something in it. You know what I mean? Whether yeah. it's the guitar or the the tone or whatever it is, you know, is kind of like hit me in that way that I'm like, oh, it reminds me of that, like, 94, you know. That, yeah. And that's that quicksand time. That's Helmet and all those bands that were yeah. doing that. And that was bleeding over into everything, you know. Um, and all those bands were came from the world of punk and hardcore, you know. A lot of the members that were in a lot of those bands in that time, you know. So, of course, it's in the sounds. Um, but, yeah, like, they're not necessarily the same as Direct Measure. Sure. You never know what you're going to get on the bill, you know. Yeah. And that's why, yeah. like, with Record Store Day, it was the gamut of, mm-hmm. of things we had <laughs> right, from right. Jay coast to sister mm-hmm. to Jay coast was awesome right yeah he's, mm-hmm. he always delivers uh to fuck the end of the night with still and just i love still they yeah. just you know and they played till the sun went down <laughs> it was like and that was intentional i was like i'm gonna put you guys on at the end because i wanted to kind of atmospherically the sun to go down while you guys are just droning on into the night <laughs> they were like we got some songs that we like we can, you know, play for like seven minutes. Like, you know, the, on the album, they're yeah. only four minutes. But like, we we do these, draw them out. And I'm like, yeah, do that. Draw whatever the longest stuff is. Bring it all, because like, yeah. mm-hmm. that's the cap of the night. Everybody's just gonna stand. You know, it's. But sure. every performer brought something different on records. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Every performer, Amy uh, Quinn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love. Yeah, I Fantastic. love Amy Quinn stuff. Yeah. yeah. And John with yeah, his. John. With Absolutely. His, uh, uh, oh yeah. His uh, honky tonk, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that—that that was the uh, the thing that's, it's a it's a it's record store day. You're like, you know, everybody who's coming there is coming there for different kinds of for music, something different. Yeah, it, it, digging through the bins or whatever, and but like that's how I like shows to be anyway. Like uh, last night wasn't necessarily all bands that fit the bill. I mean, they were all punk bands ish, but you know, like uh, Bobby Lee's kind of. Uh, crosses between garagey and punk rock and alternative and stuff and so like five pack mountain is a little bit more alternative and punk and then the fine lines is more garage sure so it's kind of like you know like put a couple things on there and everybody like i said it was just a good night and yeah yeah good vibes you know oh absolutely i mean there, uh i went and saw <clears throat> it was fight back mountain Family Medicine and Direct Measure, and then there was one other mm-hmm. band that I, I didn't make it there to see because I got there late, but um, it was at Sinkhole, and it was a really good show, and it was like all the bands were were have a little bit of overlap. There's right. a little bit of punk, there's a little bit of hardcore, there's a little bit of heaviness, but like still is one of those bands right. that like yeah. they're he- they're a little heavy, but they're stargazy, and like, um, you know, my girlfriend who's not really into like, I mean, she actually just went and saw Bikini Kill in Miami this oh, last week. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like she was like, uh, <laughs> she loved Bikini Kill when she was in high school, and she never saw them live, and saw yeah. that they were going to Miami, and wow. like not coming anywhere near St. Louis. So she just took a weekend down there. But um, she like, you know, she's not into heavier music mm-hmm. like like Direct Measure or Family Medicine or some of that heavier stuff. But she loved still like right. you know just that kind of like it's melodic, but it's heavy, and you know, and mm-hmm. you never know who like. You know, I mean, I she goes to a lot of shows with me, and like, you never know who you're gonna be pleasantly surprised by. That mm-hmm. could be your new favorite band, That's you know. Right. Like, and I, I think 
That's I've found some of the coolest bands at music festivals that like yeah. I was literally just walking by and I yes. hear a cool riff or a melody and I'm like, wait a second, like who is this band again? Let yeah. me get my flyer right, out. Like right. who's playing right now? Like, you know. Oddly enough, that's how I found Citizen was walking through the park at Riot Fest. Hell yeah! And it, I'm just like, what? What the fuck is this song? And uh, it was. It's the. I bet it was. It's, and I should have crashed. Yep. The and I'm like standing there. Yeah, you're just walking through this field like. Oh, we got to go off to the other side where the other band I want to see. Oh, wait, hold on. What's this now? And then you just turn around and there's not tons of people, you know, at 3.30 in the afternoons standing there because, you know, they're like, yeah. oh, hey, this huge band's going to play over here. And so yeah. you kind of just get attention diverted. Again, I love music festivals. I, yeah. I love gatherings with oh, too much music. <laughs> Sensory overload. For sure. You know, but like, it, you know, and, and not everybody's into that, but, you know, uh, I, I've always been, and that yeah. probably lends itself to the very first show that I ever um, uh, chose to go to um, was uh, Lollapalooza 92. Okay. And it's f just was a stacked bill with side stages and the local stage. In and Chicago? Or? In St. Louis. Okay. At, oh, at, really? It was, it was the first year that it toured. So okay. 91 was the first year that was Chicago. And then 92 was okay. when they took it on the road. And it was, you know, uh, I think that was Ice Cube. Uh, Lush Ministry, uh, Soundgarden, Red Hot Chili Peppers, but then the side stage had like Tool and Stone Temple Pilots and Rage Against the Machine. Ooh, and these all wow. these bands before to they see were, that lineup now, and, and then yeah, insane. And the local stage had Voice of God, which was like at the time was like what the, our ministry basically, and like it just seeing all this in one day <laughs> and you're yeah again when you're you know 14 years old or whatever and you're just like what the f you know fuck yeah and so i've always had an affinity for outside shows and also festivals you know even though like riot fest gets a little frustrating because it's in a fucking massive park and you and they overlap bands that you're like, why are these fucking bands overlapping? I gotta walk so <laughs> like, far, yeah, yeah. They've got all your favorite bands are playing at the same exact time with like the five minutes apart, and you're like, uh, what? What am I gonna do? Yeah. Oh man, I, I love I I love. I mean, the Warp Tour here in St. Louis was a little bit different because it's at Riverport and it's like concrete. It's basically yeah. like having yeah. a music fest in a parking lot. Mm -hmm. But like I've I've been to Warp Tour in other cities and where. It's been in more of like, uh, or maybe the amphitheater had more of kind of like a park setting, yeah. like a yeah. lawn type thing, and and um, you know like the one in Kansas City had like this this little like creek ran through, and there was this like shady area where you could set up a blanket and like mm -hmm. sit, and you were still like closer to the bands, and you could hear them, but it was like you, I don't do super well in the heat, you know right. what I mean? So right. like I like to find a spot where like, hey, can I just kind of sit back with a beer and like take all of this in like yep. I don't even necessarily have to be for me like going to shows now or or a fest like sometimes I like to just sit back and watch the crowd and the band together and like mm -hmm. not be a part of it and kind of watch it from a distance and like that in 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 like to me is just kind of taking in the whole experience mm -hmm. of like watching the band interact with the crowd too and watching the crowd get into it and like not and being a part of the crowd, but like maybe I'm kind of in the back, like just observing and and you know I wear earplugs now and stuff like that. So I, I try to kind of like I'm not always in the front. I, th right, I mean, right. there's still some bands that I'll get in the pit for, you know <laughs> what I mean? But like 
Not every time. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. if I get hit in the head or something like that, it takes me a while to recover. <laughs> you know? Direct Metro show, like, <laughs> yeah. you get roundhouse kicked by the one single person who's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> right, ninja kicking everybody in the face. Uh, no, uh, yeah, that's that's like uh, that. You know, everybody talks about turnstile now and how hot they got. Yeah, with that and last now album, mystery is gone. Watch, watch those goddamn live videos, though. Like they go insane, it's crazy, and like mm-hmm. they just dropped a video of them. A Lollapalooza at Chile just dropped a video of them live there, and still, and they're it's a massive fucking crowd. And to connect with that crowd and not be the Foo Fighters or some shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like those those everybody knows every song, but like Turnstile, you know, they've been around. I'm sure a lot of these people knew who they were, but it's the band's job to even the people who go past the first three rows. To start having all of them bouncing and cheering and fucking sure, getting into it, sure. and their crowd work and their just the way that they make you feel like, you know what I mean? Like you're in it with them. You're you know? part and of that's, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's like what really good performances, you know, do. Uh, you know, absolutely. But watching them even through a video, you're still like, this is fucking rad, and you are watching the crowd too, going, look at the fuck, everybody's going wild. They're fucking flipping off the stage and. You know, like just it's it's awesome, right? You know, it's the whole thing. It's sensory overload. Yeah, honestly. it's the whole experience for <laughs> me. Yeah, like even if it's a small show, it's just like even at some place at the sinkhole, I kind of like to just sit back sometimes. I mean, it's, I like to get up front for certain bands and certain songs, but like I like to kind of just sit back and see everybody like take you know everybody else experiencing it. You know. Um, yeah, like I said, one day. Uh, we'll we'll join together and we're gonna have the <laughs> the the St. Louis Punk fucking festival, and it's gonna be not a marketplace or not a. It's just gonna we're gonna take over somewhere and I'm already like I want to do the uh, the record label showcase and just have whatever we're up to you know 2023 or whatever Hell yeah. and just have like fucking ten bands play and we come out all day, you know enjoy the whole day festivity somewhere you know absolutely like just about finding the right place but uh, you know i'm sure you and i will team up on something oh we we will doors sometimes we will <laughs> well you know atomic cowboy uh the old yeah. atomic cowboy is now the, the ready Lake room stage they're, will, they're yeah. doing like the outdoor shows what i think is really cool we played an outdoor venue in in wichita and it was really cool it was like it was kind of like um atomic cowboys stage like yeah. it was kind of like you had a little bit of a captive audience. There were definitely like people there that were there to see the show, but there were also people there that had just been like that were there to like it was like an eight dollar cover and they just paid it to like get in and mm-hmm. drink and and hang out. Right. But it was also like you could see when we started playing, people kind of start to break out of their little huddles of people and like turn around and start paying attention to what we were doing, and that was really cool too. Right. You know, so yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited for that. Like I've always mm-hmm. been a Ready Room fan. I've I've played at the bootleg. Well, when it was the demo and, and when it was the bootleg, like I love that little room too. Right. Yeah. I think that's a great place to, to play and see shows. Yep. And just that little back patio area, that would be a great place to do some stuff for sure. Yeah, it would be great to do something um, like what we wanted to do with uh, Punk Rock Flea Market with Atomic. Was uh, The idea was going to be to have, uh, to use all the stages. So now that, um, you know, that whole thing's going to come back with, the outdoor stage, the demo stage, and the new stage, I guess, inside of uh, Atomic or whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, there'll be a multiple options. So to do an all-day thing where you're like, oh, you've got the bootleg has the main, you know, six bands, and then this room has these bands, and then this room has, like, acoustic acts, sure, you know? Sure, sure, yeah. And just have an all-day, 
gathering where you know everybody's just hanging out for the day you know uh yeah it's, it's potential but absolutely the whole point you know, is yeah. in the end of the day the answer is people hanging out right That's what we want. <laughs> the, the point is come hang out at st louis punk rock flea market on, yeah and, uh, you know June dude 5th. you never know you never know like i used to do my my business with like that i had for five years was i did i'm the business portion of it was recruiting like i, I helped people find jobs and helped companies find people um, which is the same thing I do now. I just don't do it self-employed. But I was doing, um, in like 2014, 2015, I did a networking, I do networking events to try to get people interested, you know, help them make connections, but also get them interested in like, hey, if you need a job, it was like kind of almost like a lead generation thing. If you need a job, talk to me. I'll, I can try to help you. Um, and you never know, like still to this day, to, I was just at Steve's Hot Dogs and I, and I ran into somebody that I met from those mm -hmm. days that came to those events. Like, and you never know, I've met people that like, you know, they're friends to this day or they met their boyfriend or their girlfriend or somebody that they went on a date with or this, this person that's a freelance graphic designer is working with this person now because they met at a Treehouse event that was mm -hmm. a company like a long time ago. And you never know, like, when you do something like punk rock flea market, like, and who's going to be there and who's going to find out about what you're doing or who they're going to meet. Yep. Mm -hmm. There's a huge giant butterfly ripple effect that happens from creating these types of events mm -hmm. that you, do, that you, that we may never see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's a really beautiful thing to me, even as a, even with music, Definitely. like you create your music and you don't know who has heard this, that yeah. maybe it touches them in some way that like yep. inspires them or, makes them feel a certain way or they can even just they connect with the song and they're right. like oh well this really helped me you know or in the case of pinkville oddly enough i just found out uh it was a couple a show at my shop a while back i think jack was doing an acoustic set and uh he was telling a story about how the first punk show he went to was at um foobar uh lounge and it was on the cinder and bastard squad <laughs> and then flash <laughs> to uh, you know, two years, three years later or whatever, <clears throat> and we're in the studio here working on yeah. their album, which is on the record label. Which is really good. And, uh, and you know, but I, I didn't know that. I We never had that conversation, and one day he's standing there telling me, and I'm like, that's fucking weird. Like, yeah, yeah. That, that's an odd, like, chain of events, you know, mm -hmm. that, like, you might not connect the dots until somebody says it to you or whatever, but, like, yeah, also just doing any of these things you know even when a show you might go this show not a, not enough you know enough people showed up or sure. whatever it was kind of a dud you're like but there's going to be somebody there that you know will have something you know it, it it's for all for a reason you know right? absolutely so absolutely hope for the best but you know um it's always it's always a good time. It could have even been that person's was like, hey, you know, I wasn't really thinking about like going out tonight, but like I did and I, you know, I wanted to see this show and it maybe like pulled me out of a dark place yeah. because and if, if mm -hmm. you weren't having this show tonight, I would have just been at home sitting at home like wallowing and, you know, yeah, in my own. Absolutely. Because sometimes I feel that way. Sometimes absolutely. I'm like, yeah. oh, man, I'm just feeling kind of blah. I just like, want to oh. wallow. Yeah, yeah. There's, oh, a, I'll yeah. just lay around and watch TV. And I'm like, it. oh, well, you know, there's a show tonight. I'll go out to a show. And I always yeah. feel... I, I would say 9.9 .9 times out of 10, I feel better after I've go, gone to a show. I don't think I've ever regretted being drug out of my hermitness, right? <laughs> right. So when somebody insists, no, we're going. Come on, come on, come on. Meet, meet me at the show. Absolutely. I've never regretted that 100% of the time. Yeah. yeah. I, and I honestly, like, 
I feel the same way. You can, uh, even with booking, playing a show or, or get, it doesn't matter. Uh, you're there for the event. You know, the, the other day I did a DJ gig that I was asked the day before to do and at a sold out show. And I have never done that on a stage. And I was like, this is fucking DJ damage done. Right. And it was the most nerve wracking (laughs) shit I've ever done because I had one homie with me who helped me carry gear and shit. And um, that was it. You didn't have the backing of your five guys. I, I didn't know anybody in this crowd. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I guess I did in hindsight, but like it was sure. it was sure. a sold out show. And um, and those people were not operating on punk time. They they were on apparently golf time is, is on time. <laughs> so at eight o'clock, and I'm like, and it's I'm like nervous, like because you know it's it's like yeah I DJed before, but it's like somebody's wedding or, or sure, you know sure. like at my shop or some shit like that uh, over COVID on video or uh-huh. some shit you know. And this is like hi, this is people standing in front of you like a fucking show like <laughs> they're gonna watch a fucking band and you're like uh you know and, but i was still like yeah of course i'm gonna do it because the band asked uh the promoter to if there was a way that they could have a goth dj open up the guy knew me he reached out and it was like what can you do and i'm like yeah i could do something and so you know it's just the band asked like i don't even give a shit what else was going on yeah or what i was gonna get or whatever that's all like fine and dandy but like it's like a band needed you you know so get out of your fucking get off the couch get the fucking get all your gear out which is you know lug it there <laughs> do your 45 minutes or whatever and, and uh you know and, and of course everybody had a great time like everybody sure, was dancing sure. afterwards oh, yeah. and in hindsight it was the the coolest shit ever and like everybody had a great time and you get a lot of people just like that was fucking sick you know and meanwhile you know of course they don't know <laughs> you're you're scared. Oh and, yeah, you know, right, like, right, right. oh yeah. Looking yeah. at the clock, yeah. like oh my right. god. But the behind you know, the scenes drama. But yeah. But you do it because you know it's an it's experience. You know it's something mm-hmm. that you. It's, it's just getting out there, and doing something other than nothing. Absolutely, absolutely. You yeah. only got so many days. You know what I mean. And uh, you got plenty of those ones where you can sit around. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. You know. No man, I I totally agree with you. I, I'm I'm you know of course like I. I have goals and things that I want to do with my music and I have things that, you know, I have goals that with 314 Punk, but at the end of the day, like, I'm just doing these things because I enjoy doing them. Like, I'm right. not doing them to please anybody else mm-hmm. or if I never hit some of those goals, like, it's it's really the journey, not the destination. Like, mm-hmm. you might, you, you know, uh, it's really just the experience of doing the whole thing. Like, you know, I've really enjoyed going out of town and playing shows and, like, I just love having the experience of going out of town and playing shows. Like, you know, yeah. something like it's, yep. it's just, I would much rather do that than like not do it, you yeah. know? And, and you only have, I only have so much time. Like, yep, exactly. you know, I'm almost 40 years old and I'm like, sometimes I'm kind of like, is it crazy that I'm doing this? I'm almost 40 years old. No. And I'm like, no, I think it's no. actually fucking dope and shit that I'm doing it's this. Fantastic. And I'm almost 40 yeah. years yeah. old, you know? Absolutely. Yep. Live. Get in the van. Let's go. Live. Get in the van. Everything is get in the van. Get in the yeah, van. tomorrow is not guaranteed. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. So right. absolutely. If you're lucky enough for today, then do I guess enjoy it as much as you can. You know, absolutely. Well, on that note, uh, punk rock flea market, June fifth. Yeah. Hopefully, Sunday. you'll be enjoying that Sunday, June fifth. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's do it. It's I'm I'm so stoked. I've been looking forward to this like since you told me. 
Yeah. I've really been looking forward to it. So I'm I'm really thankful. Thanks for asking me to be a part of it. And, yeah. You know, Thanks I'm to thankful you. to be a part of it. And yeah. Oh yeah. Also, any shout outs you want to give or anything else? It's at Four Hands Brewing, uh, downtown. Uh, thanks to you for being a sponsor, and thanks to Glenn Gorey for being a sponsor. Uh, you know, we can't do it without each other. Like, it'll we all have to come together for these things to happen. You know, even to the guy who's going to load the stage down there, and right, <laughs> it we're all going to sit there putting it together. But you know, uh, all the pieces have to fit right. For it to happen, so you know, hopefully, uh, you appreciate it. I don't know. That's. I just want to have a good, good Sunday. You know, kick off uh, the end of spring, beginning of summer ish. You know. Yeah, right? yeah, it's right We're in that sweet close. spot. Right yeah. in that mm-hmm. sweet spot. So it should be a nice uh, sunny day out. If it was like it is today, I was telling my girlfriend, this will be. It'll Perfect. have a great day. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's a it's a little hot, but I'll I'll wear shorts and. Yeah. We, I'll, I'll be in the shade with yeah. my tent, and you know. Of like, course. <laughs> And I mean, we even have like we've had other uh, people come together who aren't "quote unquote" sponsors, but uh, Liquid Death is giving us water too. Oh, hell yeah! So like, okay. everybody can stay hydrated, so nobody yeah. we don't have to worry about like save that. me, save me a six pack. Of yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but like, there, it's it's you know they just were like, you know, we don't want anything, we don't want any advertising, we're not, you know, we just want to. We want people to uh, have water. Period. Yeah, that's yeah. all there is to it. We we like the event. We want you to have water there. Well, and the, and I mean mm-hmm. that ripple effect for them. Like you know, mm-hmm. people that have never tried Liquid Death, you try it and you might be like, oh, this is really good. I'm gonna buy some. Right. They have it at Schnucks right. now. You know, yeah. Like, like it's um, yeah. Well, for a while it was hard to find. It's like, growing a, a brand that started with you know one person, just like we all do, and you know, advertising is cool and all, but nothing beats word of mouth. For and, sure. You know, people, for sure. People first-hand experience you know so uh but yeah i mean like i said just having things like that happen you know where you're just like that's it's just all rad and and the amount of people behind the scenes that that are working hard to put it on that literally are just doing it because they believe in the event yeah especially even forehands for real like forehands just the fact that i have meetings with them and the people's eyes are glowing and they're like you know the prospects of just having a really rad event mm-hmm. they they don't really uh, sure there's gonna be beer sales or whatever but like, sure. that's not right. the end goal isn't like how much beer we're they're gonna, gonna sell? sell beer no matter what that's exactly. Sunday. yeah they yeah. were gonna have an awesome sunday <laughs> regardless yeah. of what happens and if it's not that sunday the next sunday there'll be a ball game or something and they're gonna have you know what i mean so they're just in it for you know like i, I think they're in it for the same reasons we all are you know mm-hmm. yeah it's that community thing and just uh, getting people together, period. And there's so much going on all day, not just the bands. You know, there's entertainment yep. between the bands. Yeah, there's there's going to be a, skateboarders. There's skateboarders. Yes. Burlesque. Uh, yeah. Skate laborious. Yeah. Okay. And there, yeah. there's going to be burlesque and drag as yep. well. Like, yes, okay. correct. So that yeah, was something that the p- first Punk Rock Flea Market we had. Uh, I tried to incorporate that. And we had um, uh, a burlesque dancer. Uh, everybody had a great time with that. Oh, we had uh, somebody who did a uh, uh, glow uh, glow in the dark hula hoop routine. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Which was really rad. Um, <laughs> and we just it's like you know, and it, I I had wanted to do stand up comedians. I don't know any, and like I haven't gotten to that point yet. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, it would be great to have a host uh, who's a comedian. Stand up? Fuck no. <laughs> I couldn't even fucking. D- I was gonna say I, you should. <laughs> I could barely DJ. And, and that, by the way, the fucking sound at Blueberry Hill with a DJ uh, setup was fucking sick. But also, 
it, so you're like, it was loud enough for me to kind of hide behind the sounds and just worry <laughs> about getting in the groove of like the shit I'm playing because I'm, you know, it, it, but like in vibing off that. But like, yeah, it, no, no solo performance, especially not where you can hear a pin drop. Sure. That right, seems right, like right. the most horrifying yeah, shit ever. You're pressure. like, I can hide behind loud sounds. Dude, <laughs> dude. I've done it. I've done it stand up three times at like an open mic at a comedy club. And like, I feel like I would be better at it now than that was like, that was, I want to say like 2015. Right. I think I would be better at it now than I was back then. Like, I feel like I'm just way more better on the fly now. But you're exactly right. Even playing acoustic, I've, uh, I've, I've done a, a, a few acoustic gigs. And like, even that is. You don't have the band to like kind of cover up some of your right. mistakes, like because when you're playing live, you know, especially like I like to jump around a lot. Like I'm not gonna hit everything perfectly, right? Right. And you have kind of, you've got bass and another guitar and drums kind of covering that up. If you fuck up on an acoustic <laughs> yeah. and it's just you, there is nobody hiding that. Like you know, you gotta keep yeah. it going. And then and then I mean, I so only... stand up. You don't have oh, a guitar. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, just yeah. It doesn't even matter if everyone in that room is loving it. If you drop that pick and you heard uh, one person go, eh, eh. you'd be like, <laughs> all of a sudden your whole fucking night's off. You're like, fuck, I can't fucking get back to it. <laughs> but you know. Oh man, well this is great, Don Heather. It's great to to Thanks see you us. to see you guys again. I'm really looking forward to it. On um, it's this Sunday. Yep. I'll probably have this up tomorrow. Um, some uh, tomorrow evening, probably the latest. But um, mm. yeah, this is great. And it's at STL underscore Punk underscore Rock underscore Flea underscore Market. Yep. Heavy <laughs> on the underscoring. Yes, at all times. If I think <laughs> if you just put in Flea Market on Instagram, it would come up. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Most likely, so. Yep. Or and, you know, on, oh, or get all the information from Glamagoria's Instagram at Glamagoria or the record space at the record space. Absolutely. There's or, a Facebook event. Yeah, Facebook yeah. page. Come into the record space and get a poster. Whatever mm -hmm. you want. I'll be posting about yeah. it again on Three One Four Punk too. So make sure to to check if you know if people are following that, you'll hear about it. So and if you go to the event page, you can see all of the uh, the vendors and the bands and stuff. So you can. Follow all their socials and kind of keep up to date when, with them, just in general. Hell know, yeah! Not just mm -hmm. at this event, but you know, we're hoping that you'll follow everybody and you know, see this. If you can't see this one, come and see the show, the bands at another show or or, mm -hmm. or some of the vendors. They're putting up schedules for, you know, four or five, six shows through the summer. So you know, see them at the next one. You know, absolutely. Absolutely. We can't all be at everything. Yeah, yeah, you can. <laughs> we want to. Yeah, yeah, totally. I wish I could be at two places at once yeah. because. Yeah. Then I could go. I could do a lot more stuff. Then I could be laying on my couch at home and at a show. And that's, that's the dream. That's the dream. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much. It was great to see you again. Yeah.